Lindsay, that yeah. Pokemon you just put in the chat, is that Kaz? <gasps> oh. It's a cross between Weeping Bell and Ivasaur. Oh, I'm just I saying, still... it kind of looks like Kaz because. Oh, so you mean, <laughs> it looks you mean like it's he's a Weeping uh... Sore? <laughs> oh. Well, it just it looks like he's trying to give me that uh he's trying to give me that gooey blowy at the Stay Moist Mansion. <laughs> he's trying to give you that fillet of fish. That's what he's trying to give you. Why does that make me so uncomfortable? I'm just hitting record. We're just recording now. We're just recording now. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Are you oh, sure? Scary, I mean, that looks like the, that I'm looks over like it. the creature that uh, like straps onto Superman's chest in that episode of Teen Titans. Ti yeah, whatever. Justice League. Oh, what the no. fuck are you talking about, Hillbilly? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all new episode of Podzilla After Dark here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. For now, I may leave early. With me, of course, we have the co host and co owner of po 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 oh my god look what you've done to me look what you've done did you the engine started po 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 poker face i think i was gonna hit you with that pow pow power wheels jesse kimball oh god that's i guess that's me at this point what are we even doing anymore i don't know Lindsay wolfgong's here with us tonight Hi, I'm causing chaos. <laughs> you doing what? I'm causing chaos. chaos? Oh, I, I fucking hate fucking chaos. hate chaos. Also with us tonight, Shelby Chan. Is that Professor oh. Chaos? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the man himself, Tanner Calvert, with accessory. <laughs> Hi, accessory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> accessory. Yes. Small child. I can see that accessory. I said it out loud, though. I said it out loud so everybody heard it. And Double H. Five Finger Death Punch is music for divorced cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new tagline for everything. Lindsay and Tanner are having a lord off in here. They're just... <laughs> they're using their Jesus fingers to create new I was Pokemon. wondering why Tanner wasn't wearing a shirt, and I guess it's because the Bible doesn't either. Bible, what? Bible the Pokemon, right? Not the Bible. Right. Sure. Mm. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those nights, on ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight we are celebrating the fall of democracy. Raise your glasses. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Other accessory. Don't give other her a drink, accessory? Tanner. No, Tanner. Other Tanner. Other one. Okay. Tanner. Wives are not accessories; they're furniture. Oh. I think I think you got. Never mind. I was gonna say I think you got that backwards, but Damn. wait, furniture is a wife. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what you I mean can't. backwards. Did you marry the lazy boy? Like I don't. <laughs> I'm confused. Did you marry the lazy boy? Listen, Hunter, I love the Lindsay. lazy boy, just not like that. Oh, Lindsay, that last one is just Cubert. <laughs> He's just painted differently. It's just Cuber. That one looks strangely racist. 
Pokemon. It does. It does. Why yeah. does this work that? Uh, why right. does that work though? That's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Because everybody wants a water type Arcanine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did you happen to remember oh. that in the shirtless Bible salesman sketch from SNL, Tim Meadows' character's name is Kent State? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It uh, makes me very uncomfortable. I'm going to put it right there. Go check it out. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know, man. All the, oh, there's so much to talk about. So much to do. So much to say. So much, so much to What's hate. What's wrong with taking the back streets? Um, Body wants. <laughs> well, anyway, he's just dead serious, and like, yeah, just goes. Well, <laughs> I, earlier I was gonna put in the group oh, chat fuck. before I got on. I was gonna just type in it like uh, you know one of those old emotes, the the star, whatever, and I was just gonna put protein bars fly at Jesse Kimball from all sides. This one's just early. The other night when we were making that fucking sound, Sarah was sitting there playing video games with us, and it was like maybe eight times in that I did it that she went. Okay, all right. Because she's just hearing me on one end just occasionally going. She goes, you have to stop. All right, I got to talk about it. Lindsay just made a squid billy. <laughs> oh my god. That really is a fucking squid billy, yeah. Lindsay. Oh my god. He just I needs a trucker hat early. on top of his shell. Just yeah, put a put a hat on him that says like booty hunter and it's it's on. <laughs> That's what the hat's covering the whole time. <laughs> I I feel we we would be it would be a mistake today. Uh, in in the wake of everything that's been happening and all of the bad things that's been happening, to not mention the fact that today the first African American woman has joined the Supreme Court, that's something to yes. legitimately raise your glass to. Yeah, uh, man, I yesterday. look forward to reading her dissenting opinion in those six to three decisions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll same. I'll drink to that. Raise your glass to free. Nope, we I lost mean, that. <laughs> It's Something still, you will never see again. There it is. There's still a possibility yeah, yeah. that Biden just adds three justices to the Supreme Man, Court. Man, Biden yeah, won't even. Oh, oh, Biden has literally done nothing. Like, and like, I, I know, like, I'm on record. Like, there's, there's, there's show recordings where I have said, like, you know what? It's gonna be four years of nothing, and I'm kind of fine with that. And now, like, I'm looking. I'm back, no I'm longer like, fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Because nothing has like him doing nothing has been so many bad things has happened. Him doing nothing hoping, to stop all the bad people. I was hoping that nothing at all would happen. Right. But so many bad <laughs> things have all. happened instead. Well, well Jesse he's remained doing nothing. All the bad things happen to people that aren't us, so I guess who cares, right? Yeah, I mean we're white men, we're fine. Yeah. Sorry, Lindsay and Shelby. You guys <laughs> don't have rights. Oh, <sighs> everything but, is awful. But K- Katanji Brown Jackson, hey, congratulations. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, that is very good. I, I, I joked about that, but that is very good news. It is. Now let's stop yeah. making the fucking Supreme Court political. Yes, and also, yes. yeah, let's just do a lot of things. There's so much to talk about, and we don't talk about it on this show, but my God, in the last week alone, you had, <laughs> uh, obviously, Roe v. Wade got overturned. I talked about that on Saturday, so you just go back and listen to that show. We won't talk about it here. Unless, Lindsay or Shelby, you want to rant about it for a second, I will open the floor to you. Uh, otherwise, I've already said my piece. I mean, I'm pissed. I don't know what else I can say other than that. Like... 
I, I am proud of the fact that there's a bunch of corporations that have come out and said that they will pay for travel for their workers and a support person if they need to travel to another state to take care of themselves. My favorite yeah. one of that was, I think it was on Seth Meyers I was watching, and he was talking about Dick's Sporting Goods uh, are one mm-hmm. of the people that are doing it. And he said, ah, yep. Dick's, the start of and solution to the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, do you want to do you want to scream about this a little bit, or are you keeping the rage internal right now? Most of it's internal, <laughs> but it it just sucks that like you keep you keep getting told as a kid, as a young woman, you can grow up to do and be anything you want as long as a man says it's okay, and it it just continues to be true, and it's really fucking shitty, and I hate it, and it needs to stop. The only Amen. thing I'd say is if you're going to take us back to the 1950s, then make it so my ass doesn't have to work if you're going to yeah. tell me everything I have to do. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no. I don't want you to not contribute to the <laughs> to society. Just, no. You know. Hey. The conservatives will tell you, hey, abortion's not outlawed. It, you could just go to another state and get it. It's that easy. For Except now. that. Yeah, you know, there's so many states that are like trying to track that. Like, if they find out that you went to another state to get, uh, you know, to get an abortion, they are still going to be able to prosecute you if they can find proof that that happened. I think it's total bullshit. I I think is it California is the only state, or is there somewhere that is creating protection against that? And I don't know what they're doing or how they're doing it, but they they have said that they are going to be um, not held responsible. I forget how they worded it, but someone showed me something about it. I think one of my favorite stupid things that was like in line with that was it was Kavanaugh, in his opinion, who said, oh, we we, we would never try to restrict interstate travel rights. That is a decided law. We would never try to mess with that. Motherfucker, that was the whole point of all this. During your confirmation hearing... And which the other one, Barrett, uh, both of you said, no, Roe is decided law. And Susan Collins went, okay. And then you went, actually, and she went, oh. <laughs> like, surprise Pikachu face. She nothing, was surprised yeah, Pikachu, Nothing yeah. is decided law at this point. You can't say that, that anything well, beyond well, that is because you just overturned one of the biggest ones. And see, that's the problem. Like, Roe v. Wade, like, these court precedents aren't decided law. Like, they needed to yeah, have been yeah, they needed to have been codified years ago. Well, okay. Yeah, there's a huge difference between case law and, and actual written, like, well, on yeah. the books law. Because, like, interstate travel, like what Kavanaugh was saying, like, inter- interstate travel is protected by the Constitution. So he can't stop people from going to other states to get an abortion. However, right. states, like I said, have looked into, like, if they can prove that you terminated a fetus across While state you were lines, there. Then, yeah, they can still prosecute you, which is dumb. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. I, but do I, oh, I, I just you know I don't understand why we are following the written rule and beliefs of shit that was written hundreds of years ago. Like with the with the advancement of technology and the way our cultures have changed, why are we still following these old See, ass? Oh, here, no, I, here's the problem. You have to be careful with that though, because that's part of the argument they used to take down Roe. Well, we decided that at that time, but the world has changed since then. Which is fucking bullshit. But they, when they created the Constitution, they created it to be a flexible document because right. the times change. And the times change. You know, yeah, that's what amendments are for. Well, but we have like when was the last time the Constitution was amended? Well, Jesse also that would be what the twenty sixth. 
I think that was the last one. Also, Jesse, you mentioned uh, the way that things were meant to be and the way things were were not meant to be, et cetera, et cetera. That brings us that brings us to this week's motherfucker of the week. Oh, Would you like to know who that is? Yes. The entire Supreme Court? Uh, most of them, but no. Uh, it is uh, Lauren Boebert. You know who Lauren Boebert oh, is? Oh, yeah. Fuck that, Oh, baby. yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what she yeah. said this week at, a, at, at church? She said, she said, she's tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like they say it does. She went on to say, the church is supposed to direct the government. The government yeah. is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. <clears throat> yeah. it nope. okay. Has she read the Constitution or no. the direct lo- d- uh, Declaration no. of Independence? She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. I guess. Can I don't she know. read? I don't know. This is Can how I. That's, a good, I, that's the question. That is the question. So this yeah. is the argument I got into with family in the past because I kept, they were just so excited about uh, just recently about prayer being allowed back in school. I'm like, you realize why the ch- separated ch- separation of churches happened? It happened to not only protect the government from being ran by a single religion, it also is there to protect the religions from being dictated by the government. There is, or, or else you run into a situation where Catholics were uh, ostracized in Great Britain during that point in time uh, because Catholics just weren't were frowned upon in England. When they switched period. over, when the uh, royal family switched over to Protestants, uh, Pro- I Protestant. can't talk. You know Protestant. what I'm trying to say? Prostitutionism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, keep of, the I keep seeing a lot of comparisons of yes. like, oh well, okay, if you want to be, if the church wants to be involved in the state, then just start start taxing them. No, we're not doing that either, because here's what will happen. That will be dodged left and right constantly. We have corporations yep. that aren't paying their taxes. You really think that these mega churches are going to start paying theirs if you try to make them do so? Hell no. They'll start now, storing their money offshore, and then we're now, right back where we started. Now, here's some things. Here's the thing. I've seen on a small scale, you know, small town churches that get a little too involved in local government, and all of a sudden the county comes in and slaps their ass with taxes. Oh, you want to be involved with a political movement? Well, now you're being taxed. I th- it I happened just, in my home church when I was a kid. I don't understand. Maybe, maybe how in the, like small situations like that, I could see it working. But yeah, not on a not on a national level. We don't need to try. How, that. how is the irony lost on Old so Rose many people? Is not going to end up paying taxes at any given point in time. How, yeah, how no. do so many people not think about the fact that a country that was formed on li- religious freedom and you know being free of persecution is now trying to force one religion on everybody? Like that is so ridiculous. It's laughable. Well, Shannon, theirs is the one true religion. Stop. That's what it is. Stop yeah, it. That's what, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, By the no, way, the last time the Constitution was, the truth, rata- was uh, amended was the 27th. It was May 7th of 1992. Well, so okay. it was more recent than I thought, but that's still Same. been a long also, time ago. I just want to point out, I did not mean when I told Jesse that he was right. I did not mean that he was right that it's the one true religion that runs the same. <laughs> I mean, that's what they feel it is. That's they what they, yeah, that's, they that's think it's a, yeah. that this is a Christian yeah. nation. This is not a Christian nation. That's the ridiculous. 26. And that's why... Yeah, that's why 26 was in 1971. For the record. Yeah, so, see, that, I thought the 26 was the most recent one, too. And yeah. 27th meant that they couldn't... Uh, it, it's, it's something about uh, political figures not changing their salaries like before the, the changeover. Basically, they can't pay themselves more. They have to let like, the next people vote to, to handle that shit or whatever. Compensation. This is a quote from Thomas Jefferson. Founding father, signer, or writer of the Declaration of Independence, and one of the original people to work on the Constitution. I am not an advocate for the frequent 
changes in laws and constitutions, but laws and institutions must go hand in hand with the progress of the human mind. Yeah. The motherfucker who wrote it says that this is supposed you, to happen. You know, back when black people didn't have rights, women didn't have rights, like I guess when they say let's make America great again, what they you know what you know what they mean. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, not really, it was fact, never great. It was never great for everyone in any way whatsoever. No. So the make it again, it just it, make it, it great for white guys. What no. yeah. that meaning? Is that's, is that's, that it makes it make it great. And again how for is the it white not guys. now? That's right. the thing. Well, Hunter, have you turned? It still is Hunter, great. Have, you, Hunter, have you, you turned on the television? People? Have you turned on the television? They're running around with with the pants halfway down the ass. They got women on there rap, singing about their lady parts. It's and ridiculous. All of the children in the world right now are corrupted just, because of Nicki Minaj. It's also, just that TikTok audio of it's a good joke. It's a great joke, <laughs> but I need it to stop. <laughs> the like the because it's that famous line: uh, "To the oppressor, equality feels like oppression." Sure, injustice. I think, isn't it, or is it? Imp- is it the last one oppression? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was. Like, I have never heard uh, that quote. So. I'm curious. I know, I know what you mean. I'm curious if that's exactly. Yeah, no, because because the idea is just that. Yeah, like for the for the oppressor, for the guy that was for the people that are ahead for so long. Like once you become equal, it's like, oh wait, and it feels like oppression. Yeah, injustice works too, but that's how I always heard that line. And the I get thing, what you're saying. Obviously. The, the thing yeah. that I, that gets me right now is there it is. When you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. There you go. Yep, I knew it was something similar to that. I knew there was one other word, and I couldn't wrap my head around what it was. Yeah, the thing that gets me right now is all these years that the the, the, the super racists have kind of hidden the racism, like out and out saying, okay, I, this is how I think, but I can't say it out loud, but whatever. They're just coming out right and saying it now. You have they a Texas flat senator out have their megaphones. who's flat out saying, okay, now we've done this. Let's go ahead and overturn uh, Brown versus Board of Education. Who was who was the one who said uh, it was was at a Trump rally because of course those are happening now and was thanking him and saying thank, thank you, you for saving for, the white babies for for, yeah. for the uh, something to to white life or something like that and later on yeah. she she um, said oh I, I just meant to say to the right to life and it's like well that's funny because you didn't correct yourself in the moment right? <laughs> and everyone cheered when you said white life that's the problem and you sure didn't seem upset that's about the it. scary thing is that you when people say these bitch. terrible things now people are cheering they're no longer saying shut up there's they're they're not hiding they're it. applauding them and yeah again it's not just the people in power who aren't hiding it it's the people who uh, want US to be representative so u.s representative mary miller of illinois there it is. Damn it. Um, close. Yeah, at a Donald Trump Save America rally this weekend, said, mm. uh, "Thank you for saving white life." And her, yeah. per, her her like publicist later said, first of all, it started with to suggest that she meant anything but all life is disgusting." And it's like, "Oh, we're not suggesting yeah, it." Okay. She said it. Right. There's no suggestion to be had. You said it. She and then it's well, it. yeah. she misread it on the prepared statement. It said right to life, and I'm like, mm, again, she didn't correct herself. You know what? That reminds she me. She didn't of, mishear herself. That reminds me of when Trump and Putin were sitting next to each other, mm. and they were talking about the. Uh, I think it was the election scandal back after Trump had won. And they were talking about how Putin and Russia was responsible for so many of these things that they had done. And when they asked Trump about it point blank in front of Putin, Trump said, I have no reason to believe that he's lying. And later Trump, yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but later Trump said his public, and everybody was like, oh, no, no, what he, he misread. What he meant to say was he has no reason to believe that he's not lying. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's like, well, that's a pretty big mistake to make right in front of the guy. <laughs> was the exact opposite of what Horse you shit. Right, speaking, <laughs> speaking of Donald Trump, let's get off of Roe v. Wade again. I direct you to last week's episode of No Turning Back where I did rail on it for 30 minutes straight and it was a good episode probably. But it was. It was. I listened to it today. This week, we had bombshell testimony in the January 6th committee hearings from, uh, oh God, Hutchinson. Is it, what is her last name? What is that her name? Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. I should know this. I should know this. Cassidy. Cassidy. And I was going to say Cassidy, yeah, but then I thought I was talking about my D&D character. I was going to go, let's just say Mo. Cassidy Hutchinson, 25-year-old <laughs> uh, who was in the, the Trump White House, and she testified about some insane things. And there's a lot to unpack. We don't have time to unpack it all, obviously, because we do have a top five we want to get to because this is supposed to be a fun show. But I do want to mention, I've said this before, Jesse and I were talking about this before the show, that the one thing that seems to be picked up a lot is the fact that uh, that allegedly Trump not only was enraged when he was told he couldn't go back to the to the uh, Capitol riots, he basically tried to force the wheel to go back, and then he choked one of his Secret Service agents when they refused. He that, started. Well, no, no, he couldn't do any of that because he was too fat. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah, because the ones like That's what his words, people said. Her exact words were, oh. uh, he reached for the steering wheel and was denied, and then in the, in the recounting of the story said that Trump lunged for his and then, like, motioned and, like, made the choking motion. Yeah. Like, because that, that, I guess the, the specifics of it are important. She implied that <laughs> he reached for the steering wheel, and when he couldn't get to it, he choked out the Secret Service agent. None of that happened. Like, it, I mean, even from her story, like, I don't think that's what she meant to say. Like, well, I could that's... see Trump... That's what the news outlets have picked up. That's absolutely what they picked up. That's what they're saying is, oh my God, I've watched at least seven or eight different channels, different uh, reports talking about how insane it is that the President of the United States put hands on a Secret Service agent when he was denied uh, returning back to his riot. And the problem with that, because this is, they're all running with it. They're all running with it. And, oh, my God, Trump should, they should press charges against them. This is the worst thing that a president's ever done and, and been accused of. The problem with it is, as Jesse and I talked about earlier, is that she, of all the things she testified about, this is one of the things she was not there for personally. She was telling a story that was told to her by someone else while the person that it happened to was also in the room and didn't deny it. However, with that said, that Secret Service agent plus three other Secret Service agents are willing to testify under oath that none of this ever happened so my fear is that by going all in on this thing they're setting themselves up for failure and then come time for 2024 when trump gets reelected, he can put this in his hat along with all the impeachment trials and everything else that they went after him for and he never got you know he never faced repercussions for and he can be like look at this witch hunt they did against me and look how i kept beating it this is a problem I think my favorite stupid take to come out of all this is, well, we can't just dwell in the past. We can't just keep worrying about, and I hope he's listening, but I know he's not. We can't just keep worrying about what happened back. That was so long ago. That was over a year ago. We can't just worry about that. (laughs) The same motherfucker who will look at you and go, well, what about her emails? What about her emails? What about them emails? Wait, whose emails, Hunter? Fuck yourself with a hot poker. Whose emails? Who are you talking about? Oh, you mean the Butcher of Benghazi? Oh, Hillary Clinton? I can't do it without laughing. I can't do it without laughing. I was going to do the Hillary Rodham Hussein. Hussein. <laughs> no, no. I, I also like, I guarantee that this dude, because I, I know who you're talking about, I guarantee this dude was upset about like the removal of the Confederate monuments. Absolutely. He, he, he might not know 100%. that they've been removed. 
Don't tell him. <laughs> I was going to say, the only credit <laughs> I'll give him is that it's not that he's like actively uh, an asshole. He's just stupid. But it's, yeah, he, he is dumb as know. a sack of hammers. That is correct. Yes. Also dumb yeah, as a sack I, it, of it hammers. Is, President Donald it is Trump. Really un- <laughs> yes. It is really unfortunate that, like you said, this is the thing that everyone is latching on to that she said. Because there's a lot of actually good yes. um, yeah. stuff that, that she had to put out there. That's really damning evidence. Yes. Really critical stuff that needs to be made mention of but again i can't get over the fact that evidently one of one of said secret service agents which they were all expected to deny this said there's no way that he could have done that and i quote because of his girth they said he could never have reached that point ever and then a second sentence that was just ever because <laughs> oh i i actually about girth see, like, what what happened in that scenario <laughs> like i i don't believe that he you know put hands on a secret service agent but I could absolutely see uh, Trump getting pissed off that he couldn't lead his riot. Yes. Like, you know, because glorious leader wants to see his, his troops sure. go. Like, absolutely. I could absolutely see that being the case. I could see him being angry about it. And I could see him even maybe, like, doing, like, the choking motion to himself while he's looking at the Secret Service agent and, like, the rear view mirror. And the service agent's like, sir, that's, that's not very mature. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Are we sure that he wasn't actually choking on like a piece of hamburger or something? It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't emotion. He was seriously saying like, "Help! I've choked on the burger that I was eating." Um, I imagine it's because like it's, maybe it, it was another pretzel. It's like one of those things where you've got like just a fat guy sitting in a car and he's trying to get out of his seat, so he kind of like wiggles back and forth to try to get up there, and he couldn't make fat it. Guy in the <laughs> The fat guy roll. Just yeah, the, <laughs> come on. Gotta get that momentum moving. He's rocking back and forth. Because <laughs> he's also old as shit. Like, that's a problem. What is exceptionally funny to me about that, and, I, you know, the, the agent who gave that, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a Trump guy. Maybe he's not. But it's every other time that we ever heard about his health when he was the president, when they would do that it's annual perfect. checkup. No, he's Great he's the picture perfect. of health. Yeah. He's He's... And he has the best health. Many yeah. people are saying it until this time when it's awfully convenient for him to be a fat piece of shit. Yeah. At which point he definitely is. When they ask he's the definitely se- the fattest man alive. When they ask that Secret Service agent, so could Trump do it? And he just goes, "Oh, that fat fuck? Hell no." <laughs> <laughs> Probably they asked him, and he just looked off camera like, "What's what do you want me to say? What? No, he could not <laughs> have. Which way there's we're no going one." With this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tanner will appreciate this. this. is one of my all-time favorite Eddie Izzard bits when he's talking about being a kid and you just lie just because you don't know what else to say. Did you brush your teeth? Yes. No. What What do you want? <laughs> What's right here? Yes. No. I was dead at the time. I was <laughs> with, with Steve. With Don Cornelius. <laughs> playing playing tennis. golf. Don't call it back, bitch. Yeah. I was tennis. Fuck, I played yeah. golf for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But there's so, there were so many other things that came up. Like, you know, being there and seeing, like, the, the end results of the tantrum that he threw. The ketchup. When William Barr te- or when William Barr testified. The ketchup. Like or the video came out about him. Yeah, like ketchup on the wall that like she helped clean up. Like she was there. She saw that happen. Uh like it, it, it's but bad. we're focusing on this thing. We're focusing on the one thing that she wasn't there to witness herself. Yeah, and this is going to like everybody's like, well, you know, she's lying. What why would she I mean maybe she is lying. I don't know her. But like to put yourself in that position 
what does she really have to gain from this? This is going to like probably ruin her personally. She's 25 years old. She just put a target on her back for the rest of her life. Like that took yeah. a lot of courage for her to get up there and do that. So kudos to her. And I hope this is the thing that finally burns him and gets some kind of punishment. But I know it won't be because even if they prove without a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump did something corrupt, the DOJ will not prosecute him. So all we're doing is spinning our wheels. You can win the moral fight all you want. And you can say, well, this proves Donald Trump's terrible. But everyone that supports Donald Trump already knows he's terrible and they don't fucking care. He put yeah, Supreme like, Court judges on the bench that got Roe v. Wade turned over. He is a fucking hero to the evangelical community. Like, this dude is a fucking god. Everybody that was going to... Like, everybody that was on the fence for Trump has already moved away from the fence. Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think there's anybody that's going to be swayed one way or the other at this point. Well, because that fence is covered in ketchup, and they don't want to get close to it. <laughs> Are you sure it's ketchup? Ew. You saying he got the gooey oh. blowy over at Stay Moist Mansion? <laughs> anyway that's a it. werewolf that's mm. oh my god Kaz just become a werewolf right anyway <laughs> hour and a half for that boy to play the game right. i wanted to watch a movie last night but i wanted to see this werewolf adventure through to its end and an hour I, and a half later i left i left eso played two matches of vanguard and came back to eso and he still wasn't done just, just be the werewolf Kaz. anyway <laughs> we, we've we've got an all-new top five for you tonight Lindsay. what is the top five for tonight so tonight is top five famous people that we find to be fascinating or yes. at a bare minimum would want to like have dinner with them yeah I, t I, I took it very much in that direction although I tried to keep it also fascinating but this it reminds me of that question about like you know but it's usually three people I think for that living or dead who would you want to have you know dinner with so yes oh wait can they be dead yes yeah oh okay. they better be because I've got a couple <laughs> yes, the majority they can be of, oh, no, living no. or dead. Wait, they can be good people. They wait. can be terrible people. Just it better be okay if they're dead, or they'd better be dead. Those are two very different things. <laughs> better be okay yes. if they're dead. Yes. Can they be dead? Oh, they better be. <laughs> if they're not, I'm gonna make or they will be. <laughs> Hang on, I'll be back. I gotta go take care of some people on my list. <laughs> Your list? Kind of make an unrelated. Thing. I don't know. I don't know. If someone this list somebody... took on a whole new meaning. <laughs> Are they dead or should Shelby they be Wick dead? over there? Both. I Shelby want to be Abraham Wick. Lincoln. Well, he should definitely be dead. If he's not, we have problems. What was the mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln versus uh, vampires, vampires? The second worst. Uh, the, the the joke I made was it was in my Facebook memories the year that 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 movie came out. I said, well, let's get real. Even if Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter the movie sucks, it's not the worst thing that's happened to him in a the theater. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh. Whoa, whoa. Oh, that was that ugh, was, a headline. was funnier ugh, a decade ago. Ugh. That there was a headline similar to that when uh, uh oh crap, what's his name? Kurt Cobain played, played no played Lincoln in the in the Daniel Day Lewis movie. Daniel yeah, Day Daniel Day Lewis. Day Lewis. So when that movie was coming out, there was a headline that said Lincoln performing well in theater, not historically <laughs> accurate. Uh, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Linking performing well in theater, though not historically accurate. I'll never forget. Speaking of Burns, like just Burns, I was I would I didn't watch it, but I saw the clip of it was like the roast of Courtney Love, and I don't remember who said it, but they said Courtney Love was the only person in the room that actually looked worse than Kurt Cobain, and it was it wasn't it wasn't her roast, but she was there. She was there. Oh, it was correctly. Pam Anderson. I do remember that bit. It was the roast yep. of Pam Anderson, I think. Yeah. Yep. 
And uh, yep. everyone just attacked yeah. Courtney Love. Because she deserves it. Ugh. I have no, I have nothing. I don't know Courtney Love very well, so I, I have not hung out with her in a while, so I have nothing to say. All right. <laughs> so top five people that we want to have dinner with tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Tomorrow night. <laughs> tomorrow night, live on the podcast. Let's start with Jesse Kimmel. Yeah. No jokes tonight. All right. I, uh, I did not. Uh, go with the, the dinner with because my first pick is going to be H.H. H. Holmes. <laughs> wow, that's uh... Yeah, because if he's coming, then you and all the other people are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, is the no question that Shelby had. way out of that house either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for, for those that have never heard of him, like, this story is truly fascinating. He's, he's one of the first recorded serial killers. Uh, yeah. Like, dude, a- like... He is America's first serial killer, period. Yes. Yeah, he, like, so this is uh, 1893 at, like, the, the Chicago World's Fair uh, was when a lot of this happened. And he, he made, like, this, and you can still visit it, this murder mansion uh, that, like, he hired a whole bunch of different groups that he kept ripping off. Like, uh, he would hire one group to do some part of it, then he'd rip them off, then hire another group to do another part. It purposefully had, like, really confusing hallways and, like, dead ends. And all this other stuff, so that his victims would get lost. Uh, like, there's some really, really cool shit in there, like the uh, the, the gas chamber, uh, unexplainable. Yeah, the gas chamber with the unexplainable footprints, and yeah, just like there's a there's a lot of really, really interesting stuff. And if anybody wants to read about it, uh, the Devil in the White City mm-hmm. by Eric Larson, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, that is a truly fantastic book, even though like it's nonfiction. But it's still a horror novel. <laughs> and like a few years ago, they announced uh, Martin Scorsese's work is going to be doing a movie about it. But we haven't gotten anything about it since then. And I'm bummed because I really want to see that. All right. There's I a think couple that good uh, documentaries on YouTube also. You guys heard it here I, first. I think... Jesse Kimball, fan of serial killers and wishes to <laughs> be with one. <laughs> Wait, no, wishes to be one. Like Shit. a right... <laughs> right either in 2019 or 2020 it was right in the pandemic because i remember seeing it all over in bookstores then so probably that's why we haven't heard any movement on the the visual version because that whole thing probably got put to to the side for the time being that's yeah, my guess man. yeah there are some documentaries out there about it because i remember seeing an hh holmes film and i thought it was a movie reenactment but it, it's just a documentary they're all documentaries so because I want to see the movie goes, version of it. Like the documentaries are cool and everything and interesting, but there's one that goes into the theory that he, because he did travel at one point in time to England, no. that maybe Jack- he was Jack the Ripper. No evidence. I watched no, that one, but it was still yeah, interesting no, it, to watch. It is interesting, and like it shows, like it's it's kind of interesting reading through, uh, you know, that era in time where like he would just kind of skip town over and over again, like changed his name numerous times. Uh, he was a super charismatic dude, just wanted to murder a whole bunch of people. Murder used to be a lot easier back then. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Did you see them he do had it? his own crematorium. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see him do it, then there's no evidence. I'm sorry. It, it was Dang. so easy just to even, like, rip people off back then. Like, yeah. you could just... Wait, wait I did see him do it. Are you sure? Out. I I think I, <laughs> I think so. Well, then he's clearly guilty. <laughs> clearly he did it. No, he vented. He vented. That's how I know. <laughs> Boxdorfer, Tickleberg, H. H. Holmes. Really, really fascinating story. All right, like, Jesus dude, Christ! Quit gushing great. over this murderer. 
God, I was, I was, I was wrapping it up. And oh, this is my hero. <laughs> oh, dear. wait, Jesse is or H.H. H. Holmes? That <laughs> pretended to be Jesse. To be fair, have you ever Holmes. seen? Have you ever seen the two of them in a room at the same time? <laughs> Take uh, I wish I had like that mansion. Would be, I, I still want to see checkmate. that mansion. I do it sounds too, cool yeah. as shit. Checkmate, eight. checkmate. Okay, let's just go to Shelby. Just do what the kid <laughs> says. I feel like everyone knows this one's coming. It's gonna be Chris Chan. Like, oh, he's oh, so interesting. Oh, no, the things he would say to you. <laughs> I know, like, this is why I'm glad it's not the persons <laughs> I would want to have dinner with, because that's not at all, no, I'm not getting with Okay, so, I mean, immediately. That's been an interesting dinner. Immediately, I see it. It's fucking Silence of the Lambs. Shelby walks up to the glass, Chris Jan's <laughs> behind it. <laughs> He just wants a boyfriend uh, free girl. Damn it. Oh. Well now I've gotta I've gotta like soul bond with him and I gotta believe in the dimensional merge and it's there's a, there's a whole like thirty step <laughs> process for this. I can't And I've gotta have his other five fictional the husbands and wives agree that I, I can join his harem. I cannot wait for the Netflix fucking documentary starring Jonah Hill as Chris Chan. It's gonna be fantastic. Alright, Shelby. Here's your assignment. I'm gonna put you on the spot. For those of the, is treasure. For those of our listeners who don't know, please tell us who Chris Chan is. Oh God, we've got about 20 plus years of history here. Uh, he is a autistic individual who was born male and has transitioned into female pronouns. Uh, he is the creator of Sonichu, the comic. You can still look this up. The uh, electric hedgehog don't... Pokemon. Electric Hedgehog type Pokemon. Uh, Rose Chu is the female version of that. There is a quickie. It's the Quickville Wiki. Uh, you can look up any fun fact about him and every every conversation he's had in Discord. Every piece of any written his, or drawn item from him is on there. Every picture he's taken, every act, deed, his word. His sex videos person. with Officer Nasty are on there. Yeah, pictures of his dicker on there. Um, yeah. It's just he is he is a strange or she I'm sorry they. she is a very strange well, enigma. Yeah, I was about to say, in fairness, he like Chris Chan is all gender, like because Chris Chan is five people in in, sev- no, in no, no, several no. different universes, right? Like no, that's no, no. Oh, okay. Get your shit Chris together, Chan, Jesse. Chris Chan can bad. channel the spirit of Sonichu and everyone else, but he is actually she is actually uh, Lady Jesus. She is, you know, her mother is Emmanuel, I believe. Um, I'm too high I feel, and I'm not yeah. even high. Tanner, I'm do you smell the toast? I'm too drunk for this. <laughs> I'm browned out. <laughs> what yeah, year is, is it? There is actually like 30 hours worth of YouTube videos More out there that. that you can watch. Oh, yeah, Gino too. Samuel. Yeah. yeah. So Gino Samuel is on part 64. That is the most recent just, part I he's done. Just watched it the other day. Have you watched it? The, the the part where Chris Chan's making out with uh invisible his invisible, invisible wife Chris, yeah yeah Chrysel. oh <laughs> my god and uh, throwing you, a tantrum at the BronyCon or whatever and yeah. uh, oh my god the it's, mother of another autistic attender had to go over and sit with her until she calmed down uh, it's, finally it's, got her to get up off the floor it's because she carried baseball sad. bat into the convention after they said no weapons were allowed. 
it's it's borderline sad. Like there are times if you do if you do go look up this Gino Samuel documentary and you get involved with Christian, the legacy of Christian, there are times you are going to feel really bad for him at the time, and there are times you are going to be outright like outraged and just disgusted by this person. It is a roller coaster of emotions. It really, really is. Um, and oh, Sandy, I, you don't mean the how he like took sexual advantage of his mother. He you? fucked his. No, this is this is past the point of you feel bad for her, and yes. now you're like someone should have stopped her yes. years ago. Because now you're Probably getting to the, the begging. GameStop employee assault is when things should have like they should have stopped. It. When Chris Chan was so upset about Sonic's arms being blue that he at the time went into GameStop and or actually I think he did transition at that point. It was a she. She went into GameStop I, and in the process and maced a GameStop worker for trying to stop them from. From uh, literally defacing all of the Sonic, was a Sonic Boom game of yeah, artwork. Yeah, Sonic Boom. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out. And shame on you for wanting to meet them. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Tanner. I'm gonna go a little less dark on mine because I love history. I would like to meet the father of of history, basically uh, Herodotus uh, from the ancient Greek period, uh, roughly 400 BC. Uh, he's actually the one who brought who brought forward stories from Egypt of uh, uh, one of the ones who brought forward stories from Egypt of Atlantis. Uh, Tanner, if you're, every... if you're going to make people up, I'm going to make up people too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway. here we go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, so yeah, Herodotus, he's a very important historical figure. I have literally, I feel so stupid because I've literally never heard that name before. I've heard it, but I always forget it. And then I hear it, and I'm going to forget it tomorrow. Yeah, Tanner, I'm going to need you to drop a link in the so, text-only chat from the wiki on him, because I need to okay. read more about this. So, like, I, obviously I've known about Herodotus' you know, history. Obviously. But, uh, which is, history is one of the reasons why I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed games. He's a, he's a very important character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, that's how you heard about him. Okay. No. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm impressed <laughs> with you. This is how Tanner learns everything. <laughs> That's like how I learned George Washington existed from Assassin's Creed. It was crazy. I had, wow, I had to kill him at one point in time. <laughs> That's historically accurate. You killing George Washington. On top of the pyramid he built in the middle of New York City, yeah. Well, slow down. Slow down, <laughs> eggy nerd. Um, poor Edit Egg. Not my sorry, what did you call me? All right, hang on. I'm sorry, Tanner. What did you call me? Tanner, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My emotions got the best of me. Crandall. That's clearly gonna be Tanner. My sweet eggy boy. <laughs> let's uh let's go to Hunter. Hunter, what do you got? Uh well first if you'd like to hear all the current names in the group chat, uh <laughs> Aces is Shatwall, Cody's is Papa Viagra, uh mine is Scribble Jelly or Papa. Papa. Papa, but then like you read it, yeah. Um, Jax's ethic princess. <laughs> That's Bob. Uh, Jesse's is tomato man. I don't remember why. Tomato man. Burst of Grod. Shannon's is cherry Lovato. Stevens is liquid dinosaur. Tanner's is now eggy nerd, but it was Barn GK before that. And Kurgis's is Toast Keeper sixty six. Hell yeah! So, <laughs> it's important. All right. to I was going to do that early, and I forgot. None of that it's is important to note, Tanner. No, what it's important to note: those names have changed at least twice this week because Hunter yeah. has fucking been on one. Because we keep coming well, up with good I mean, names. You changed like four of them fair. alone on Tuesday, and they've been changed say, since then. 
me, Shannon, Lindsay, and Sarah were hanging out for about six hours or so on on uh, whatever day that was. Do the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lovato. And it just kept happening. I was, like, was going to say Cherry Lovato and Tomato Man are the only two that survived. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cherry right. Lovato. That's so, a good name. My uh, my list very much skews toward like again the the people you'd like to have dinner with. So I I think these are um, what was the word you used, Lindsay, for the list? Fascinating. Uh, acid. I think these people are fascinating. Um, if not necessarily influential, because I tried looking up some like, <laughs> fascinating things and I just kept getting influential. I'm like, I'm not looking for that. That's so, okay. I, I, yeah, that's fine. I fear I might be steering, stealing this one. Maybe as long as ben. you find them interesting, that's what matters. And I and I do find David Letterman fascinating. David Letterman, <laughs> oh, no, is totally. my number one, number, my number one choice. I didn't put him um, on the list, so you're good. You talk about a guy who I, I've said it many times before shaped my my humor massively uh when i was a kid who has been through just so much in terms of not just television history but entertainment history um a guy who's got so many stories about so many other different facets of the world because he was so steeped in it for so long um i watch his interview series on netflix that my next guest needs no introduction not for the guests but for him i'll watch episodes with guests i don't even begin to care about because I want to see how Dave approaches that that interview. And, you know, is he always a good person? No, of course not. Um, the way he handles, like, his own controversy, I think, is interesting, too. You know, when he was blackmailed over the extramarital affair he was having, he just went on his show and said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be held accountable for this, and I'm just going to say it right here. Yeah, I did this, and it was a horrible thing, and I'm not proud of it. Um, and it worked. He took that on the yeah yeah. He took that on the chin and basically just said, I, I, "I'm not going to have somebody control my life for this." Um, and 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 that kind of struck a blow to me for for Dave because you know I always hoped that you know it's that never meet your heroes thing. You always hope that like people you like are not involved in stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I, kudos yeah, to him as a person, right? For for stepping up and going, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be a part of this, and I'm just going to get out there and, and deal with it. And there it is. Um, but I've, I've always found Letterman fascinating. Even when I was a kid and I didn't really get all of what was going on with him, I there was something there that had me hooked and interested. And so, yeah. Yep, that's my first one. Okay, well, I'm going to get my first one out of the way now because it's not in any way meaningful. Uh, other, It's uh, it's Kate Upton because I just want to have dinner with Kate Upton. I, 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 Kate Upton's poster is hanging on my wall. I've always thought that she was like, the um the perfect visually the perfect woman and i just would love to have dinner with kate upton plus i think she's really funny she's fast to me she's interesting but this is purely like narcissism hey you can have dinner with someone i would say kate upton because i've been talking so much about her for so long it's only fitting that i would have dinner with her um <laughs> there is a i think at this point you over that honestly. i, I over that there's a great conan skit where he plays i forget what game it is he plays with kate upton and the entire time he and i'm sure it's for comedic value and i'm sure they were in on the joke but he just kept like flirting with her and hitting on her and she just kept giving him kind of these weird eyes of like do you want to play the game and stop hitting on me and i hope to god that was scripted and that was the idea and it wasn't literally that he invited her to the show and then was just like doing that and she was responding that way please god don't let conan be like that um because it was super fucking awkward but she was extremely funny in it so yeah it's just kate upton because i've talked so much about her that's it let's move to Lindsay. let's not even talk about it again leave it alone (laughs) has no value my first one is very much just someone that I, I would also like to just sit down and talk with. I think it would be amazing. Uh, Angela Lansbury has such a huge, huge career 
she has been working for 80 years. She, she started when she was 16 in 1942. She wrote to present. Murder. She's Yes, that's how I first learned of her was I watched Murder, She Wrote with my grandmother when I was a little kid because I spent a lot of time up there. Um, but like Bed Knobs and Brood Sticks was one of my favorite movies growing up. I love The Last Unicorn. She does voices in It. She was in Beauty and the Beast. Um, just over the years, I've gone back and watched some of her like early work. I found um, Gaslight on one of the streaming services as the very first film she was in. And for a first role, she made an impression. Like, she's hardly on the screen at all, but you you follow her the entire time she's on the screen. And she was a teapot. <laughs> yes, yes, she was Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Um, but yeah, between theater work and film work, she's just done a ton of stuff. Television work. Yeah. Yeah. Classic actress. Absolutely. Let's go back to uh, Murder Fan 69. Murder Fan! All right. Mm. Uh, well, this is going to be a hard opposite direction. Uh, my next one is going to be John Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> no. Who'd you say? I'm no. sorry. John Oliver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does, uh, he does Last Week Tonight, a show so influential they've started calling uh, the impacts of his show The Oliver Effect. Because he legitimately, like, whenever he does a show on something, like, he does frequently inspire actual change to happen. And that, to me, is super cool. Like, he seems like a very interesting and funny guy. Like, he's... Not many people are able to do that that kind of, like, comedy well. And John Oliver kills it every week. I look forward to a show on YouTube every week. Uh, though I've been trying, now that I have access to HBO Max, I've been watching, like, the whole episode I, on I, there. And it's... I, I, I love, he even references it on the show so many times where he's like, you know, I know you're watching this on YouTube. I know you're not actually watching this like on HBO. <laughs> he he knows everyone's watching it on YouTube. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's how he's gotten the reach he's gotten. Yeah. like it's, What was the first it, John Oliver episode you remember watching and falling in love with? Like what segment? Because I still the remember very, The very first one that I ever watched that got me like kind of hooked on his content was the one about um, police stealing your property. Mm. Or uh, I, I say stealing. Uh, police where, seizure like, or whatever. Yeah, the, the seizure of property because like property can't... Unlike people that are innocent until proven guilty, uh, property is guilty until proven innocent. And you have to get the police to agree that your property is innocent from the police. Yeah. So like they seize houses. They talk about like I remember specifically one of the one of the more egregious bits was talking about like there there was a line that police would give in I think it was Texas uh, in an area in Texas where they would say like uh, do you have your license or registration do you have anything like any weapons on you or large sums of money like they would explicitly ask about that and if they had like they, they asked that in most countries in most states. So if they have, like, you know, a sum of cash over, like, a certain amount, they just take it from you, and you can't get it back. And they talked about, like, I know for sure that in Texas, there was a jurisdiction that talked about they were going to buy a fucking margarita machine <coughs> for their break room. <laughs> ugh, ugh, okay, ugh. I, can't say, I can't say what department it was, but at one point in time, I was training and working with a department. I was on the interstate running traffic, and we had pulled somebody over who had, like, $35,000 in cash on him. 
That money was completely confiscated. For what reason? Because it was a large sum of money. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. literally the only reason they, was, they need to have. They yeah. they could yep. they, they could call it. Hey, they were trafficking. They were using this money to intend intended on buying drugs or something like that. Yep. Because we also we, we also we found watching. marijuana on in the vehicle. So that between the marijuana and the large sum of money, they used that as probable cause and was able to take it. We've uh, we've been watching John Oliver's show since since it debuted on HBO Max. We've we've had access or go at the time, whatever it was. But the one that sticks out to me, and I had to look it up, and I feel like it had to be mentioned um, in 2020 uh, in June. So it was actually just a couple of years ago, uh, right in the midst of all of the Black Lives Matter protesting. There's an end of an episode where he yeah. actually just kind of steps aside. Um, it's a black woman who they who was interviewed in the midst of of uh, a protest. And basically, she sums it up as, you know, black people built this country and then you can't even be bothered to honor a social contract with us. The end of it, I had to look it up to remember exactly what she said. She said, frankly, you should be lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. <laughs> and it cuts back to John. And you can see, I mean, he's almost moved to, to tears and he just says, that's our show. Thanks for watching. Good night. And it's just that ability that he has to, to step away that's... from what's happening and go, this is not about me. I am here to make this stuff more prominent and that's it that that's and i still get goosebumps even like thinking about like that clip he showed because even yeah. like in a, like so on the like he did that on the hbo version on the youtube version like it hits her video and that's the end of the the, mm -hmm. the video it doesn't even cut back to john but that yeah. was also the same video where like and i know i'm not alone in this like i found out that um the 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 start to um was it Loveland Country or no, not Lovecraft, Lovecraft. Country? Lovecraft, yeah. At the start to Love or not the start to Lovecraft Country it was the start to the Watchmen show, the bombings in Oklahoma. Oh, you talking about uh, Black uh, Black Wall Street or what was yeah, it? Black Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it was Black Wall Street. I, that's where I found out that wasn't a piece of fiction inside Watchmen. I'm amazed. That's one of the few things that I knew about that I feel like no one else knew about. Well, that's not I true. I didn't know about Other it until you explained it. it to me. That was yeah. that was never like never it, taught. You know, I'm. I am a I am a college educated man. Like yep. I that never came up. Like I had to take history courses in college. I obviously had to take a lot of history in high school. Not once did I ever hear about that. And it's just one of those things that been brushed under the rug. So yeah, like that was and like I said, I know I'm not alone. That was that was a lot of people's first like, oh, that really did happen. Oh uh, my my first like the thing that made me fall in love with John Oliver was his uh his entire piece on Robert Tilton and churches. And uh, the, yeah, the mega church stuff, pro prosperity uh, gospel, that kind of stuff. That and that's one he, of the early yeah. ones I remember. And his interview with Monica Lewinsky because he made me realize really good. how shitty America was to this poor girl who never wanted any of that attention. And like, I never realized what a fucking dirt bag. I always hated Jay Leno, but I never realized what an absolute dirt bag he was. And then John Oliver starts showing clips of what Jay Leno said during that time period. Um, and the fact that Monica Lewinsky recovered from that and is not like, didn't kill herself that she actually turned it into a positive and is now a positive influence in America. Like that is so crazy to me. And uh, John Oliver is the one that, that showed me that I hadn't even thought about her in forever. And then he, you know, he interviewed her and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe, I can't believe how quickly the country turned on this poor girl in, in, mm -hmm. in this, like, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. So yeah, 100% Jesse. Good pick. Let's go to Shelby. Uh, my next pick is going to be a historical figure from back in 1775, and her name is Zheng Yisao. 
She is a pirate queen, or was a pirate queen, and she was the best goddamn pirate queen ever. Uh, she married a pirate and did the pirate life until he died about seven years after their marriage, and she took over his fleet. At one point, her fleet was so large, she commanded between forty and 60,000 pirates. Wow. She, yeah. She had such a great effect on the sea at the time that the East India Company... Uh, along with like three other massive trading companies in that sea, had to beg her to step down and bribed her with a position of power and a gambling house and keeping like about 24 of her boats and 1,400 men as a side pirate business so that she would no longer interfere with their dealings. And like command the seas. Uh, She also had a... Uh, her stepson, who was the son of her first husband, who he had adopted that, the son. So they aren't related by blood in any way, any of those three. She ended up later marrying him. Um, that was her second husband. He actually made a decree that any female who was captured by these pirates could not be armed, uh, harassed, either physically or sexually in any way, or the pirate or one in question who did it would be executed. Um, They made it kind of fair. It was like pirate socialism. Basically, like, if you stole something, you couldn't just hoard it away. You had to, like, it would be divvied out. So everyone got something. Even people who had been captured would get, like, 10% of their belongings back to them upon release. Um, However, traders who ran from her ship or tried to get out of the pirate life without being allowed to, were <laughs> humiliated, punished and beaten, and then finally beheaded. So oh, okay. you didn't run from her, she allowed you to be. She was an early mob boss. <laughs> Dude, she was badass. It's like she And she was fair, though. Like, all of her pirates loved her. What is with you Kimballs and your murderers? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't want to hear anything. You like pirates. I... Like a specific pirate or pirates? I do like pirates in general. They're cool. Well, the romanticism, <laughs> the, the, the romantic view of pirates, because actual pirates were dirty and they had bad teeth, and you know, like they they were not the handsome, uh, charming lads. I think that they are made out to be. It's not all Jack Sparrows, you know. Very few Jack Sparrows. Very few. Very few I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. James Kidd was a gentleman. Very well taken care of, but still a pirate. I prefer cowboys to pirates myself, but that's just me. Also, did anybody ever notice that in Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, Johnny Depp's teeth are so bad as Captain Jack Sparrow, but then in yeah. the sequels, they were like great because they realized he was a sex symbol. I remember reading like an interview about that where he talked about like, you know, going to his dentist and making his teeth like specifically look gross. <clears throat> and like he went through a lot of trouble and everything, but then. Uh, for the sequel, the recovery wasn't worth it, so he cleaned him up. Yeah. He's the one pirate that had good teeth. Good pick, Shelby. I had never <laughs> heard of that person, so. All right, Tanner. She's a badass. What video game character now? Uh, <laughs> America's favorite fighting uh-huh. Frenchman. Off here? Gerard Depardieu? Mar- <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Marquis de Lafayette. Oh, Marquis, yeah. Uh-huh. Who is it, Shannon? I don't know. You bur- you buzzed out for a second, so all I heard was Marquis Depp. Yeah. 
La- Would you say Lafayette? Lafayette. De Lafayette. De Lafayette. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he uh, he was a uh, commanding general for uh, Washington during the Revolutionary War, and honestly, we would not we would not be a country without him. You know what? Actually, fuck him because this is his fault. <laughs> he turned on him real wow, quick. Wow, you turned <laughs> so quick fault? on him. <laughs> Continue, Tanner. Continue. Anyway, he got done with our revolution, went over to his revolution in France, and had his king beheaded. Where are we? Where is he at now? What the hell, man? He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Very, where you, very where, dead. Where do you think he is? I don't know. <laughs> Tanner, we signed a treaty with a king whose head is now on a basket. Would you like to take, take him out and ask basket? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this man was... He's probably the only Frenchman that Americans... As a whole, love because you know it's it's the everybody hates France bandwagon, but he's the only one they truly love. Which is uh, which is why they're called French fries in honor of him. You son of a Not bitch! True. Well, not anymore. They're freedom fries. They're freedom, freedom fries. Nine eleven. That stuck. That really held on. <laughs> All right, let's go to <laughs> let's go to double Awkward. H. Um, all right. Well, you guys are, are super historical and I am not. Uh, my next pick is gonna be Dave Grohl. Yeah. Um oh, I love Dave Grohl. I've been I've been reading I actually I just finished today Dave Grohl's I, I hesitate to call it an, an autobiography because I mean even he titled it the storyteller. It's not meant to be like a complete comprehensive record of his life. So in full disclosure, He's I just not old enough manuals. for that yet. Well, I mean, you know, some people do that anyway. They kind of write like a memoir. And it's like, oh, these are the things I've done up to this point. So I just finished Bill Daniels' autobiography. And it is very, like, point to point. I mean, he Bill Daniels in true Bill Daniels fashion is just like, here's where I was born. Here's what I did as a kid. Then I grew up. Then I did these things. And now I'm here. You know, point, 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 point. point. Dave Grohl starts out with a story from like him breaking his leg on a Foo Fighters tour. Then he goes back to his childhood. Then he kind of goes sequential for a while, talks about being in Scream, being in Nirvana, being, you know, getting the Foo Fighters uh, together. Um, And actually just starting where it's literally just him, you know, in that first record, he's the only one on it. Um, But it's, it's just kind of cool. He does jump around a bit. And I read a lot of negative reviews of the book that were like, Oh, it's it's hard to follow. And it's like, man, he's, a, he's not a writer. He just thought this would be interesting. He didn't want a ghostwriter to do it. And B, it's not meant to be a sequential, you know, perfect record of his life. Um, but moreover, the content of it is is really fascinating. So something I did not know about him as a musician, um, he, I, I don't want to say suffers from, but he has, uh, he, he he's, feels the effects of, whatever you want to call it, uh, synesthesia. So he sees music as colors, basically. Um, That's cool. And it's part of how he, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of how he composes people who can, I guess, can do that. It'd be a way of putting it, um, tend to be really, really good at that because they have a better way of, of processing and sequencing music. Um, but also throughout the book and he even actually, he he touches on this in the last chapter, he says more often than not, like, I know part of this is going to put people off because I, come across like a little kid sometimes like i'm amazed by people who were my heroes when i was a kid when i'm meeting them and it's, it's like oh this humble bragging guy of oh i met you know lemmy from motorhead and oh i met barack obama and, and i'm like oh my god i can't believe me little dave girl and he's like but you have to understand that's really how i see things like i occasionally suffer from 
oh, I'm not still 11 years old. <laughs> I'm not still just this kid who got a lucky break and is getting to do all these great things. You know, he said, that's really just how I see the world. I try to literally, you know, stay humble. And, and yet at the same time, every time that he goes through these incredible things, he's super talented. Um, and, and he's just had a really, really interesting life. He feels like the kind of guy who would be fun to hang out with. For for a couple hours, yes. and just kind oh, of, definitely. Know, He's got a definitely. new movie. Yeah, love to hang out with Dave Grohl for a few hours. He has yes. a he has a movie out now. I think it's called like Studio Six Six Six, where he yeah, is possessed and, and kills other band members. Well, it's it's oh, it's painful because of course Taylor <laughs> Hawkins, their drummer, just yeah. died not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Dave's been through you know he's been through Kurt. He's been through that. He talks. Uh, he doesn't talk about Taylor in the book because he wrote the book before that, but. Um, the the Kurt the, the discussions about Kurt dying are are rough. He never ever once mentions Courtney Love or any of the specifics about it. Basically, just for, focuses specifically on how he felt at the time, and it it really colors a lot of what happens to him after that. Because he said outright, "I built up these walls. I got to where I couldn't cry. Like I wanted to do this and get this stuff out of my system, and I couldn't do it." Um, and it was of all things, he talks about how SNL was his favorite TV show. Um, Tom Petty. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers needed a drummer for when they were going to be on SNL, and Tom Petty called him. I actually watched an interview after that where he said, uh, he goes, you know, my agent says, hey, Tom Petty wants you to play drums with him. And I'm like, why? Couldn't they get a fucking good drummer? Like, why, why do they want me? You know, Because <laughs> um, he says outright, he's like, the way I play, you know, most, most good drummers have all sorts of styles. I have two styles, on and off. Like, I'm either beating the shit out of those things or I'm not doing anything. Uh, but he went and played with them and being, you know, on his favorite TV show of all time with the coolest band of all time, just for him anyway, just was like, this is it. This is what I need to break out of this. And so that's when he started putting out the Foo Fighters demo stuff. But yeah, Dave's just a really interesting dude. Yeah, and have I, you watched I like his Hot Ones interview? I have not. I have not really watched any of those. I need to go watch the ones of the people that interest me because there's another person on this list that might come up for that here in just a little bit. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think the Hot Ones interviews are good enough that you can just watch anybody. But like the people that right. you're actually interested in, definitely check those out, including Dave Grohl's. It was really good. And Shaq. Most of what I've seen from Hot Ones is just Shaq's going. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq's is actually surprisingly good. Too. And Jesse. Like and Jesse, yeah. where where what is uh, where did Foo Fighters the name come from? Oh, I do know this trivia. But there I are a bunch of different theories, right but I know the right one. Yes. Tanner, you want to jump in? It was uh, uh, some some fighter jets. It was, it was aerial uh, fighter mm, jets. Sort of. Sort of. You're on the right track. Yeah. A lot of people seem to think that they were called the food fighters at one point, and then the D fell off on a marquee, and they were like, food, that's great. We're running with that. It's nope. not. Tell them what no, it's, it's not. It. It's UFOs in World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They used specifically over the Pacific Theater. Yeah, yeah because, because I, they were in Chinese waters. So, because I want to say, like, I, I used that like in my character creation for the Ghostbusters campaign we did. I think, yeah, I think you mentioned like, that at that. I time. had something about it in there. Yeah. He, um, I thought you were wrong. He, he <laughs> is a big time uh, UFO guy. That was the only thing he liked to read when he was younger. I don't know, Shannon, if you know that his record label uh, that the Foo Fighters were on was Roswell Records. They didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. He designated that. Yeah, that's that's like a super uh, thing of interest for him. So, and for he t- also very much believes that he has uh, been visited by aliens. That's a whole section that's kind of interesting. So, and uh, yeah. also Tom DeLonge. Yeah. 
I'm aware of that one. Yeah, okay. we know. Uh, so <laughs> I want I want to get historical for a second since everybody else was. I was originally I had Joan of Arc on my list because I think that would be fascinating. You completely you cut, cut out. out. So originally I had Joan of Arc on my list because I thought that would be interesting, but I actually changed it to uh, Jill DeRay. Pause for explain. <laughs> I do not know this individual Pause as of groans. yet. Pause for groans. <laughs> so he was a uh, kind of a French nobleman. Hey Tanner, French, who served under Joan of Arc. He was one of her generals, and they fought side by side. And he, uh, I don't know if he was in love with her, but he had a great respect for her. And her death sent him into complete madness. He wasted his family's wealth putting on shows that he wrote. And then he was tried and uh, then he dabbled in the occult and uh, started going down that path. And then he was tried and convicted and hung for the murder of hundreds of children that he had apparently done awful things to and then killed. So he went from Jesse's was America's first so he's serial killer. Well, I think he, I think he did more than just kill the younglings, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and mine's mine's bad. Well, just H. H. Holmes was, you know, he was just a monster. This guy fought with Jonah freaking Ark, and she was literally commanded by God. And then, you know, seeing her die well, she, drove him she, mad. Clearly, he lost God. Clearly, uh, Lindsay of... Fuck, I forget the quote from Phantom of the Opera. What is it? It's uh, clearly brilliance has turned to madness. I don't remember. Point is, uh, is, he's in a lot of pop culture, too, that you might not realize. He's been in Castlevania games. Uh, Obviously, versions of his character have been put in movies and books and all this stuff. He's a really fascinating person, and... I don't know in what way I would like to, you know, communicate with him. I definitely don't want to have dinner with him, but I would like to pick his brain and be like, so why'd you go mad and murder children? Like after being a hero in France, like what? And he'll just tell you, God really told that? me to. No, God told Joan of Arc to. Hey, hey, Shannon, you know, you know who else fought underneath Joan of Arc? Who? Uh, Marquis de Lafayette, his so many great grandfather. What are you saying? Lafayette fought with Joan of Arc? Lafayette's ancestor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because all them French are are fucking related. Filthy people. Okay, to to be fair, and he's not on my list, but I'm going to talk about him real quick. Most people, most people of European descent are related to a French monarch. Because he couldn't keep out of other people's pants. You know, I don't, there's an explanation for it, and I don't think that's it. Now, it's called the drip. Now, those who are related to Genghis Khan... Yeah, I was about to say now. That's the case. Uh, when I hear Genghis Khan, all I can think of is Lisa putting on that... Genghis Khan. ...is putting on that VR helmet and goes, Hello, Lisa. You'll go where I go. Eat who I eat. Defile who I defile. <laughs> all right. There ain't no husband. <laughs> all right. I am going with Jim Henson next. Yeah, you're right. He passed away far too soon. And I would love to see where he would have taken the puppetry art form, what other stories and creatures we would have got out of his mind had he not passed away so soon. Well, Lindsay, speaking of Jim Henson, did you read that Henson Studios is doing the puppetry for the live action? I believe it is. It's a Miyazaki film that they're doing a live uh, my, action. Uh, my Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're making the Totoro uh, puppets for the stage production, no. um, which they will probably also be nightmare fuel, like the ones that uh, the Spirited Away show they're doing in Japan. Um, I am I'm very curious to see where they are, um, but just his interest in the art of pu puppetry in general, like there's still amazing stuff happening with it, but there's there's no other person that has really made a name that stands out as much as his since then. The only person I can think of that does puppets when I don't think of Jim Henson is Brian Henson. So <laughs> it just shows you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he gave us Kermit. I can never repay him for that because Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog is literally like top. He's the best Kermit. He's like top three of all. I mean, fuck, Hunter. What's my uh, what's my Xbox profile? It's Moroccan bad Kermit. It's Mar Mar bad Kermit. <laughs> bad Kermit, baby. That's a bad bad Soon Kermit. Soon to become uh, Korean, Korean water, water Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. That's a long story. All right, let's go back to Jesse, and we're at an hour and ten minutes, so let's speed him up a little bit. We're only on three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no kidding. All right, uh, my next one's going to be Michael Schur. Sure. Just because uh, th this dude, like, if, if you haven't heard of him, you've definitely heard of his works. He was writer, executive producer, and creator, like, in some aspect of The Office, Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. He also wrote 138 episodes of SNL and won an Emmy in 02 for his work on SNL. Uh, and that's where he got his start. He was one of the, the writers in the room at the late 90s, early 2000s for SNL. I'm looking uh, up. Yeah, no, this dude is just kind You'll of... recognize him. Yeah, like, he, he has made a deal with the devil because, <laughs> like, all of those shows are incredible. Like, there are people that base their entire fucking personalities around The Office and yep. Parks and Rec. Yes, can't confirm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is an incredible show. Good Place was one of the best. Like, it was a true masterpiece. Uh, like, it, like, he's just, I, he's, he's a very interesting person. Yeah, I agree with that. He is, I mean, that's a dude that pumps out quality on a regular yeah. basis. He's like a comedy version, Hunter, of Speedweed. <laughs> yeah, or Dick Wolf. Or Dick Wolf. Like, either, either <laughs> One of my favorite Seth MacFarlane jokes, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Seth MacFarlane, to be honest with you, but one of my favorite jokes of his was he said that there was an argument in uh, like the religion, religious states of whether or not we were created by God or Dick Wolf. And that always makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to Shelley. Uh, not a historical figure, but did shape my childhood a lot. Uh Takashi Izuka. He is the director of the team that created Chow Garden in the Sonic Adventure games. Oh my god. I, <laughs> Again I, with the Chows. I love she them so chows. much. You put they one in the mac and amazing. cheese? They put one in the mac and cheese. I spend far too much time in these gardens. Uh, I only play the game, the actual game, to get the rings so that I can spend more hours of my life in the garden. <laughs> Taking care of my little bitty squishy babies. I love them so much. And she recently got a mod where she has infinite rings. Yeah. So she never has I to play, never the, game to play the game again. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> squishy babies. Take care of them squishy, squishy babies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tanner, roll it along. All right, do we know? does anybody know who the last pharaoh of Egypt was? Yes. No. No. 
Cleopatra. I meant no. Was she really the last one? She was the last pharaoh. I think she was the last one. I thought there was one more after her. Nope. Uh, because it became I the whole. I know there were the four female pharaohs, but I didn't know she was the last one. She was the last. God forbid oh. a woman do anything these days. And I, I would want to meet her solely because I want to know the truth about her. So much about so much of what we quote unquote know about Cleopatra uh, was information passed on by people who were not fans of her or were no. political rivals. Uh, nope. The fact that she was just called a whore, basically, that she would sleep with anything that moved was more than likely false. It was just allegations that were used against her to make her look bad. What the audience can't see currently is Jesse Kimball searching the internet to see if Cleopatra was indeed <laughs> the last pharaoh. I'm just curious. <laughs> Shelby questioned him, and I was like, well, I'll look it I up. Mean, I, I wasn't going to. I legitimately don't know. As soon as the question I, was brought up, your face turned more. white as a ghost, and I knew you were on it. I knew you were on a search engine. <laughs> uh, so after Cleopatra, there was Ptolemy the sixth. Cleopatra That's her the second. Ptolemy the eighth. You're okay. Uh, Cleopatra the Cleopatra the uh, seventh. I should say Cleopatra that we know. The famous Cleopatra. Wait, Cleopatra hold on. There was more than one Cleopatra? Yeah. They were just yes. called yes. Cleopatra over and over yes. again? There was a bunch yes. of them. Yeah. There was a bunch so, of them. Like terrible. all those kings of England. I just went to We had a whole bunch of Georges. We had a bunch of Elizabeths. We got some like Charles, you know, every a bunch of Louis. We had two Elizabeths, <laughs> strangely. Every, but, every female in that dynasty that was uh, ended up being ruler in some way, shape, or form was Cleopatra. And every male in that dynasty who ended up being pharaoh was Ptolemy. Uh, which told me the first was a general of Alexander the Great. All right. Well, I don't know much about like most of my history knowledge comes from like the civil rights movement and, and stuff like that. I was very into yeah, I know very little about it. Yeah, I was very into the history of African American culture. So, uh, like of in the United States. So I'm gonna take your word on you it. Like modern history. I like modern history and also galactic history. All right. With like <laughs> Cleopatra the seventh and Ptolemy the with Star 13th. Wars. Uh, Arsinoe the fourth, Ptolemy check. the fourteenth, and Ptolemy the fifteenth. The infant son of Cleopatra the seventh was the final pharaoh. See, That's which, who I thought it was. which uh, she had with one uh, Anthony, Caesar. Mark Anthony. Was it the singer? Who was that yeah. with Caesar? She had, so she had two sons. She had one with Caesar, and then one with Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony was Alexander Helios. I'm going to need you to say Anthony because you keep saying Anthony and the singer, singer, I, the singer and no Anthony. one acknowledged it. Yeah, thank okay. you. Thank you. I said Anthony. Yeah, I was you. hearing the singer. Uh, also, uh, Ptolemy the 15th was the son of Caesar. Yep. Just thinking about J-Lo now. I saw a clip of J-Lo walking down the street in her old neighborhood. Actually, Shannon and Hunter. They didn't Hill. recognize her. They didn't recognize her. They yelled at her. They're like, she's like, hello. And they're, who are you? And she said, Jennifer. And like, Jennifer who? And like, Jennifer Lopez. Like, who's Jennifer Lopez? I am. Right. <laughs> I saw that so, video. Too. That was rough. <laughs> back back on, my t on my pick real quick for Hunter and Shannon. You guys will find this interesting. Uh, the Egyptian artifacts that Scott Walters talked about in Illinois. Yeah. Bear, bear the name of Alexander Helios, son of... Cleopatra and Mark Anthony. Now, see, I am a fan of that because I'm a big fan of the Scott singer? Walter. <laughs> All right, go Hunter's Hunter. turn. Hunter's turn. Oh, you guys are getting too serious with this. Weird Al Yankovic is my next. Oh, yes. I had Weird Al on mine too, but I, and I like I Weird left my list Al at work and forgot. Is um, 
just again, this is about fascinating people. This is a guy. This is a guy. This is a guy who, <laughs> who decided that his career was going to be a musician, and then he decided to go about it inappropriately, the weirdest way possible. Yes, <laughs> he parodies a bunch of famous people's songs, but he makes a bunch of them about like food and being a nerd <laughs> and. He plays the accordion. I was about to say, don't be the, the weirdest animal or animal animal <laughs> instrument <laughs> ever. It's probably an animal too. Yeah. Um, he okay, does not have to get permission. Shut up, Tanner. He does not have to get permission <laughs> to to parody these songs, but he does anyway. Like he just calls people. Is like, hey, do you mind if I do this? Um, and most of the time they don't. Which, of course, is is it's at this point it's a status symbol to be parodied by Weird Al. The first um, person to ever ask him to parody their song was Madonna. And I think the first person to turn him down was Coolio, and he did it anyway because he <laughs> did, did not understand. Um, but yeah, no, this he, is he's, courtesy. This is this is a guy who has. I think what really fascinates me about him in a lot of ways is that he has like practically no controversy. He's been at this for mm-hmm. like forty something years yeah. now. At this point. Nobody no. really has much in the way of bad things to say about, it. even if they miscommunicated. Like I know he and Eminem, Eminem for a while were yeah. like Eminem was like, "Hey, please don't do that." But then afterward, he was like, "No, man, he did it, and it was great." And I well, was like, yeah. to be he fair, just didn't well, want him to, Eminem just didn't want him to make a music video. He was right. fine with yeah. the song. He just didn't he want, didn't want him to make fun made. of it. Basically, to, to be yeah. fair, yeah. Eminem also had a public on-air beef with Triumph, the insult comic dog. So that is true. Tanner, it's, it's, it's sad to remember like what old Eminem was like. He he's another kind of fascinating guy because nowadays it seems like he's lightened up a lot of cool. that shit. Yeah, yeah. But there for a That's while he was Kelly. kind of mad at the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Weird Al is I think. Yes. Interesting guy. I'm really excited for that. Uh, that Tanner, what were you, you going to yeah, say? Yeah, before we hit what you with the bit. Oh. Yeah, okay. so what's the greatest uh, Weird Al? Uh, what's the best Weird Al video? There's only the one. The right video? Yeah. Video or song? Fat. The video is Eat It. Nope. Yeah, Eat It. Yeah. Nope, he's wrong. Oh, it's white and nerdy. Uh, it is. It's white and nerdy. Oh, yeah. No, white yes. nerdy is white and nerdy. No. The video's okay. No, the video's great oh, because he did so much better. Donnie Osmond dancing in the background while he raps is my favorite Weird Al thing ever. Because fucking Donnie Osmond's just back there going to okay. town in okay. the okay. whitest of guns. You gotta bring up Amish, Amish Paradise, though. Yeah, well, they're the music all good. The video for Amish Paradise is okay. They're uh, all good. Yeah. The music video for Fat. Is incredible. It's also That's really good, good too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Donny Osmond, who was also the voice of the singer in uh, what was it, uh, Mulan? Hercules. Mulan. No. Uh, I forget which character. Shang. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He wasn't Chinese. Yeah. No, Donny Osmond's definitely not Chinese. His sister, maybe. All also, right. I don't think in the original, like, wasn't that just a video he released after the fact for White and Nerdy that had Donny Osmond in the background? No, that's like, the official that's video. That's, that's video. the official video. Oh, and I think okay. we also Key completely skipped over his Saga Begins video. I love that. Saga I Begins. remember the debut of that on MTV. They did, yeah, like, never. his behind the music, and they did, like, a countdown of his, like, right, I so have it all recorded off of MTV somewhere on a VHS. I, I have, uh, I guess I have a bias towards White and Nerdy because it was based on, uh, oh, I forget who they were Seeker was, but Crazy Bone, Chameleonaire, Chameleonaire, Crazy Bone, and Di- uh, Weird Al actually worked with Chameleonaire and Crazy Bone on the White and Nerdy version. They helped like produce it or at least worked on it with him. And he is a legit good rapper. Like yeah. Weird Al was, a- yes. And Jesse, of uh, I know I'm not a big fan of it, and I know you were, but what you showed me one uh, episode of his of Epic Rap Battles of History, Battles of History, where yes. he was Isaac Newton. Newton. 
<laughs> and holy shit, man, uh-huh. that was spectacular. That's the thing that's really fascinating about him is, is you know, okay, yeah, he's known for the accordion and for you know being a lyricist, an engineering but degree. He's, yeah, he's really talented at a lot of different instruments. He yes. just happens to have a band he likes to work with. Yeah, yeah. All right, enough about Weird Al. God damn it. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm worried that Hunter's going to take this one, but I'm worried Tanner's going to take the other one. So I'm going to roll the dice and go with the Hunter one first. I don't think he's going to take it, but just in case. Uh, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. I thought about it. He's not on my list, though. He, uh, if, if ever there was a, a comedic director that influenced me, I mean, not just Ghostbusters, obviously, but Groundhog Day was a huge part of my childhood. I, not, not just the fact that it was funny, but just the philosophical you know, elements to it, just the, the, the questions that it would raise of what would you do if you could live the same day over and over again. Uh, you know, He's got such a long history of directing, acting. Uh, was it Second City? He, was it Second City? Trying to remember the Canadian oh, SCTV. City. No, Second City. Yeah, I was gonna say Second City is uh, Chicago. I'm pretty sure it was SCTV. Let me look this up because it's gonna drive me crazy. That's also know. Second City, I think. Was it? Oh, what was the one? It was Canadian. Uh, no, it was SCTV. No, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's still Second City Television. But yeah, that's their yeah, yeah. that's their, their Second City. The the uh, improv group is based in Chicago. Right. Right. Uh, but I, I always found Harold Ramis to be uh, incredibly interesting to me on, on all levels. When he passed away, I cried. I went to work that day wearing all black, and I still get teary-eyed on his birthday every year. The fact that Afterlife did what it did absolutely wrecked me and continues to wreck me every single time I watch it. Jesse can tell you, after the fourth or, fourth or fifth time, I'm still crying every single time his fucking hand appears. And, oh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Let's just move on. Lindsay, go ahead, because I'm going to tear up. Aww. No, um, not gonna do it. So mine was a discovery from last year. I went down a rabbit hole of like silver screen actresses and uh, Hedy Lamar. I knew it. A <laughs> gorgeous actress of her time, and apparently the inspiration Hedy. for Disney's Snow White and the original Catwoman. But she was an inventor in her pastime, and if it wasn't for her, like we wouldn't have internet and Bluetooth. Well, that's like, not true. She, Al Gore invented internet. Well, she God legitimately was one of two people that were working on uh, radio frequencies in World War II. And they took that technology and brought it into what we know today is like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and GPS stuff. She also, and it's just kind of also. nuts to think of this. Like, if you just saw her out in public, like you would not think that this woman had all this scientific interest. And it actually would go somewhere later. She also gave us one of the best jokes from Blazing Saddles. With uh, yeah, she sued Mel Brooks' ass over it. Headley Lamar. My favorite line of that is, uh, it, you know, it's it's Headley. It's like, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I forget what year he says, it, but you can sue her. It was, and then he got sued for it. <laughs> so it's okay. It was a very funny Damn film. It. I don't know if you know that. My battery backup is doing its thing again. Sorry, guys. Why do you have a battery backup? Don't you have electricity? Yes. You guys have phones, don't you? Don't you have phones? I wonder why you were looking up Hedy Lamar, but now I can't stop thinking of Hedley Lamar, and it's bothering me. <laughs> I, knew, I knew as it's soon as I was refreshing myself on it it's that that joke was going to come up because you guys love that film so much. Um, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Like You were talking about it, and I was like, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure half of the stuff that she like would talk about would be over my head, but it's just it's interesting to me. Well, that's what it's all about, though. That's what it's all about. Let's go back to Jesse, murderer fan. 
He's probably gonna commit murders himself. You had the much worse murderer. Uh, you want to just knock out the last two and call it, or Jesse? I'm like, uh, I'm no, never mind. I'm not gonna make a Supreme Court message. Yeah, let's just knock out the last two. Let's get it over with. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with Claudio Sanchez. Yes. Uh, and Adam Sandler. Jesse, I asked coworkers the other day. We were listening to Coheed uh, in the vault, and I said, "What do you think this person?" Because they'd never heard of Coheed. Like legitimately, they hadn't heard any of the songs. Coheed is a surprisingly like uh, like obscure band. Yeah, and I asked. Like, them, I, I know, I, right? <laughs> I played "Welcome Home." I'm like, you guys have heard this, right? They're like, no. And I was like, well, fuck every one of you. What do you think that he looks like? And they just said, uh, probably like a skinny white dude with hair over his face. I was like, here's a picture. they see that hair they're like that hair that's that's good stuff i've touched that hair before and then adam sandler glorious oh yeah and then adam sandler like he's just like he's always been reported as just like the nicest dude ever he seems like it and maybe basketball with adam sandler he might be able to tell you where rob schneider lives and then you could go punch rob schneider (laughs) apparently him and rob Rob schneider Schneider aren't on good terms anymore and that's no one That's is. No one likes Rob Schneider. All right, let's go to Shelby. Uh, one of my last ones is a is a twofer because they work together to write the book series that I really like, and they are Preston and Child. They're the authors of the Pendergast series. I absolutely love them. And then yes. my last one is H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I almost had Lovecraft on my list. Almost. This I was really close. hoping no one would take it. <laughs> I was so close, but I was like, I only have one historical monster. I'm going to use uh, Jill DeRay, you know, because... Historical okay. monster? He was a great author. Not great person. He, he was all right. His whole family. Hmm. Interesting people. <laughs> all right, Tanner, give us your last two. Hit uh, me with your best shot. So, oh, my fourth one is a cluster of people because I can't meet one without meeting all three of them. Uh, the sons, the sons of Ragnar Lothbrok, uh, Ivar Uba and Hafton Ragnarsson, uh, all three jarls during the eight hundred eight hundreds of uh, well, several different kingdoms there in England. Tanner, are they related to Lothar of the Hill People at all? Mother, <laughs> fuck that fucking it. skit. Uh, their well, father, no one, their father, their father, Ragnar Lothbrook, uh, is technically considered legendary because no one knows exactly how real he was or how real the stories are of him. Uh, which leads me into my next person, which is actually documented to be a real legend or a real historical person. Jesus. Uh, but I want to meet him because I want to meet Jesus. I want to see exactly what kind of person he was. He was almost on my uh, list too. Yeah. I, and like some of the theories that's coming up of him now, some of the stuff that I follow, the reason I got my tattoo, I want to see if those things were real. So I yeah. would never want to meet Jesus because I, I'm not a religious person. I like the idea of religion. I like the idea of God and all that stuff. And I feel like if you could meet Jesus and if you, for whatever reason, if the stories weren't true and he was just a man and there was nothing to it, that would that would like damage me and damage my belief that there is something Here's- after here's the thing about him and this is why i'm okay with meeting him. i would be okay with meeting him i do not care about the divinity part of it whether i it, whether the miracles happen or not i don't care because out of everything that's taught in the bible the lessons that he taught the lessons that he preached were probably the only good things in the bible yeah a whole lot of love acceptance uh yeah. helping each other out all like the things we don't do now. each other yeah. jesus exactly. would hate the republicans today 
100 percent damn they don't realize it though it's crazy it's, oh. it's wild. Well, it's because they're in hero complex. Let's go to. They're uh, too busy judging when someone else is supposed to do the judging. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to yeah. Double H. It can't do it. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. I don't think are going to show up somewhere, but I really feel like I somewhere along the way, had this gone on longer, I would have put on uh, Bill Watterson on my list, the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. He was a really interesting guy. Um, it might still be. I can't remember if he's still alive, but he retired from the strip back in 1995. And uh, the thing that always really fascinated me about him was his like outright refusal to merchandise his, his <laughs> strip. And it, it was almost entirely... I don't get it. I don't know why he's laughing. Well, so just much. just because his his refusal to... Oh, the sticker. And, and the sticker yeah, and all yeah. the shit that came yeah, out with. Because... Yeah. Every fucking moron with a Calvin pissing on something sticker, number one, got it bootleg because it yeah. did not come trademarked. Uh, number two, completely and utterly misses the point of Calvin and Hobbes. Right. Like completely yeah. misses that that's what Calvin would hate everyone. He would piss on their heads. Is right. the thing. Well, um, and I mean, like every single idiot that has one of those stickers has a fucking Punisher sticker right next to it. Right. Also <laughs> missing the point. Yeah. Uh, Watterson, I mean, more, most of the reason he didn't want to do that is because, you know, his, his his comic strip was hugely popular, and he knew that it was popular with both kids and adults. He got so many offers to do, like, a, a cartoon of them, like an actual animated, you know, show, and he said, no, these, these characters live in the heads of these people. They hear their voices. They know how they should move and sound, and the moment that we give that a defining characteristic, you take it away from so many other people. I don't want to do that. So I always thought that was really cool. Um, as stupid as it sounds, this is going to sound stupid, and it's not the point, but like I legitimately have that exact same thought about RPGs in general, but Final Fantasy specifically. The moment that they put voices in Final Fantasy and the characters talked, it ruined what I thought they were, especially 7. Yeah. When Final Fantasy 7 finally added voices, that's not what was in my head when I played those games, and it took away some right. of the magic for me. Anyway, go ahead. I get that. I get that. Um, I ultimately settled on Eddie Izzard as one of them. I needed to have a, a stand-up on there outside of David Letterman, and he is he's a really fascinating person, not just from his comedy, but from the his, way he lives his life. Life story, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, from, from the time that I started watching him when he identified as a transvestite to the point now that he has you know fully changed. And, and I, I don't know that he's gender fluid, if I remember correctly. I think they are. I don't know if they're, they changed their pronouns or not. Um, last but last I, I checked, he's still... I still was going by Eddie. Yeah. By he. But uh, dressed as a Because the way, the best way he describes it in the, the stand up special I sent you, he describes himself as a male tomboy. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, and that's always been the bit from Dress to Kill, the one that I, yeah. the original one that I saw. That's the way he described it. He mm -hmm. seems like, you know, running, jumping, climbing on trees, but putting on makeup while you're up there. It's, it's more of but a. Sometimes uh, it's was it? makeup and. Yeah, because he goes, it's not really, you know, executive transvestite. It's more like action transvestite. Uh, but but uh, so he, he's he definitely had to, to make my list there. And then um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's another guy. Oh, Paul really Rudd. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, he, he really leans more toward the who do you want to have dinner with than the, than the fascinating part. But again, yet another guy who has been in the industry for a really, really long time. You never hear anything controversial about this guy. He's always doing interesting projects, always like working with the coolest people. Um, Conan and the and Conan yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and seems like 
like <laughs> his sense of humor again you want to talk about my, my sense of humor being shaved it's not just david letterman over the years more and more people have have molded it and changed it and paul rudd is one of those guys who i just feel like i would get along with really well i hope i would like to think so <laughs> Janet, the closest thing i had to ghostbusters was i had ernie hudson on there um Which, he feels like outside of outside of dan Aykroyd, the one guy who has kind of carried that legacy on and was not really there from the get-go he wasn't involved in the inception of the, the it was movie. supposed to be eddie murphy originally right yeah. yeah and and yet he's the one now who really kind of carries on the even the movies kind of use him to carry on the legacy of what that that property has come to be you read about of uh, jason reitman today said or today or yesterday said that when they asked if ernie hudson was going to be a part of the next ghostbusters film he said the winston zeddemore character and Winston Zeddemore Industries are pivotal to the storyline, that yep. they are the focus. So I was so happy about that. That's really I love cool. that. Yeah, they they announced the winter next year is the, is the release of the new one, right? Yeah, yep. holiday yep. 2023. I think it's out. what tentatively called Firehouse right now, but that won't be the final Yeah, name, that's, the, sure. that's the working title. Unless they're Square Enix out. and they put out the bullshit working title and then just keep it. Octopath Trying, yeah, Trapper, we, couldn't, we couldn't think Real. of a real name, so fuck it. <laughs> Real quick about To be Paul fair, Rudd. that worked one time, and it was Untitled Goose Game. Yes. That was the one time <laughs> yes. it worked. But Square Enix has done it now, what, three times? Three times. Octopath Traveler. Tri- Triangle Project Strategy. Triangle. Uh, and uh, Bra- uh, oh, what is it called? Brave. Uh, fuck. Hel- no, help me out, Shelby. It's on DS. Shelby, help. Bravely Unknown. Bravely Default. Bravely Default. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay. uh, Fucking I stupid name. Tanner, what were you going to say? I was going to say about Paul Rudd real quick. I was watching uh, some different horror movie documentaries on YouTube earlier, and uh, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers came up, and they were showing the the scenes where he was talking about the Cult of Thorn. Best part of that damn movie was Paul Rudd, for real. Easily. (laughs) The only good thing about that movie. He was also one of the people pegged to be in the Ghostbusters reboot back before it became female-only. When they had the two versions of it, they would talk about Paul Rudd. Um, And I think he was the first guy announced for Afterlife, if I remember correctly. Because there was that Mm. video of... We didn't know who was filming it, but it was someone showing the firehouse in Tribeca. And then he just comes around in front of the camera. Yep. Um, Jesse, it reminds me, before we move away from this, this is when we were talking about hot ones. I was like, oh, I haven't watched them, but I need to watch ones of people that I like. Because I have seen the clip of him going, hey, hey, look at this. Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking yeah, I, love that gif. And as soon as you said, like, Paul Rudd, I was like, this was the other uh, Hot Ones one. Because, yep. yeah, his Hot Ones yep. interview is really good, too. Yes, absolutely. That's like, <laughs> good shit. Uh, so my first one, I this is the one I was shocked Tanner didn't take. I'm, I'm legitimately shocked about this one. So I'm glad he didn't. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not you believe some of the stories that have been based on them, obviously The Conjuring and Annabelle and stuff like that, the sheer knowledge that they have of the cases that they've investigated, their museum alone, imagine having tea with them or lunch with them in their museum and going over all the artifacts that they've had over the years. Um, Preferably in a circle where they can't lie and then you could find <laughs> out like definitely what happened. That would be super cool. That Ed Lorraine Warren couldn't lie? believe... Yes, I honestly believe that they believe some of that stuff happened. It's yeah, I'm to, sure they do. To me, it's like Zach Bagans. Like, do I believe everything that Zach Bagans says is true? No. Do I believe that Zach Bagans believes that everything Zach Bagans says is true? Yes. <laughs> and that makes it fascinating. And Zach Bagans almost made my list too. But like historically, there's no one close, uh, you know, more widely regarded for better or worse, uh, well known, infamous in the paranormal community than Ed and Lorraine Warren. 
Um, I mean, especially since they had the the whole fucking universe pop up, like the Wanverse, I think is which which is that's the Ed James Wan, universe. yeah, yeah, which is great. But like those movies are okay at best. I've the never... first couple were really good, and it, like it's just kind of gotten worse and worse, like as they've released more movies. Well, they've embellished so many of the stories so much, you know, like every, the, the fucking Annabelle doll of Annabelle one, like the first Conjuring, yeah. Is... Yeah. The, the, I love yeah. how they changed the Annabelle doll from a Raggedy Ann to the most horrific doll that no one thing. would ever buy for their why? child ever. Like, why would you? Like, you, yeah, because they even in the first Conjuring, because they gloss over the Annabelle story. Yeah, it's, it's just the it's at the very beginning. The fucking yeah. doll. And it's like, who walks into the room and sees the doll and doesn't think, oh, dumpster? That's a monster. <laughs> That's my, a monster. One of my favorite edited clips is that one of her head turning around and you, <laughs> as she looks at the camera, you hear some guy in the background go, hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> 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 <I can't. laughs> oh, and, uh, and my last pick oh. is uh, Malcolm X. I was going to say Martin Luther King Jr., but I find Malcolm X to be more interesting. The fact that he was so against white people for so long till he, he met white Africans and changed his mind. And the path that he went down after that led him to being assassinated by, you know, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to get sued. Um, but it's but it's it's a fascinating story. Allegedly. Allegedly. Shannon always was a Magneto fan. That's true, too. Also, I think the same people that killed Malcolm X also killed Vince Foster, and we're trying, we're trying so hard to figure out what you happened. You heard there. what they did to Vince Foster. You heard what they did to Vince Foster, didn't you, Jesse? Let's go to Lindsay. I think the same people knocked Osby off that balcony. Or knocked uh, Kevin Cade off that balcony. All right, Lindsay, go ahead. Oh. Why would you say his name? Oh. You fucked okay. it up. Um, so my Damn first it. one of my last two is uh, Princess Anne. I have a mild fascination with the royal family, and she anymore is the one that stays out of the limelight the most. She focuses on all of her humanitarian work, but she was the first royal to actually go to school as opposed to just having private tutors, and she made a point to ask to do that when she was younger. She's the first uh, royal to be an Olympic athlete. She served on the Olympic board for quite a while. Um and all the charities and stuff that she takes part in now all deal with science and sports, people with disabilities, and the health of developing countries. And she's literally been put down as the hardest working royal out there. Like, she gets up early in the morning and goes until late at the night. And she's 71 now and still going oh, at so all of it. She's like the Vince McMahon of royalty. Kind of? Mm, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Only not with the ego. Um, she's such a very a interesting person. Oh. God damn it! God damn it! Lindsay, no, she them. stays. Go yeah, and then buddy. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all of her other relatives are the ones that have all the issues. Yes, <laughs> Prince Philip. True. Um, and then the other one I put on there is uh, John Williams. One, I share a birthday with the man. And he has scored so many films that we all love. Oh, I would just like to know how his mind works along those lines. Just just how do you come up with all of that? Like I just I don't understand, but it's a fascinating process. Like I'm I'm an artist in a different way and just knowing how a composer's mind works would be very interesting to me. I agree with that. Composition, uh music composition is has always interested me. I I could never do it. Obviously, I can play music, or at least I used to be able to play music, but I definitely couldn't write it for shit. 
Um, <laughs> I, I know we talked a couple of weeks ago about John Williams retiring from composing music for films. I wish he would have stayed on just long enough to do the next Indiana Jones film. He is. He is. He is. He, yeah, he said this is the last one. Yep. And he said, he's focusing well, on concert well, music. He said he heard that it was Harrison Ford's last movie, too, and he said if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Okay. So See, it's kind of rumored that they're both going to do it. Jesse, I have a question for you. Oh, wait. Actually, yeah. Tanner, go ahead. Tanner, go ahead. Then we're going to cut it off. Uh, the report I read said he was done after Obi-Wan. He wasn't going to come back and do anything else. No, I saw Indiana Jones, too, so that may be his last stand. No pun intended. Um, Jesse, I can hear beeps every time you talk or move. Are you hearing beeps constantly there? It's his backup battery. But, like, are you guys it's hearing still it? going off. Oh, yeah. That's got to be the most annoying thing in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the show's over, I'm going to tear it off my computer. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Constant whine on our end. Well, we're cutting it off. That's it. We're out of here. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Fascinating discussion. Lindsay, great topic. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, After Horse, uh, but it's going to be much... <laughs> what? After Horse. After it's horse. just the glue show. <laughs> and, and he cut off at the end, so it sounded like he said After Whore for me. After Whore. <laughs> after Cleopatra. Uh, that is tomorrow on all new PC five. Uh, and we'll be back next week with all new shit. Hunter, great week of episodes. Go check them out, obviously. Um, yes. Well, yeah. Uh, quickly, I want to believe on Monday a PC eighty five plays on Tuesday. Uh, PW last night, all three new episodes, all three really good episodes this week. So go check them out, and then we're back. You back? Well, yeah, we're back tomorrow night. Never back mind. tomorrow for the never for, mind <laughs> for after the Horse, show. starring Jamie Farr, and that's it. Starring Let's, Elmer. We'll see you tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Shelby, tell us to go away so that way we can turn that beeping off. Make the beeping stop. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim.